it is highly intelligent, and because of the devastating power it could accidentally inflict, it isolates itself deep underwater and tends to sleep in solitude. I have also heard its favorite band is My Chemical Romance. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. A lull in the news is just the calm before the storm that is GoTour. We're diving in with an old favorite for this week's Pokalore. Insert third line here. Insert fourth line here. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast. It's episode 180. Ooh, we love those round numbers. It is February 22nd, a Tuesday evening. Oh, it's good to be back. <laughs> I'm your host, Chris. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle. How you doing? I'm okay. Yeah. 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 Just, just doing okay. Just, just in there. okay. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we did get a chance to catch up very, very quickly, briefly, if you will, prior to hitting the record button. And this is going to be a very interesting episode. And we kind of knew it was going to be uh, before we even started writing the show notes. But suffice to say, (laughs) in stark contrast to our previous episode where there was nothing but news, we have everything but news this episode. So it will be a little bit different. Hence the insert third and fourth line here in the intros. There's only so many things we have to talk about this week, but rest assured, Kyle convinced me that we needed to do a show today, a full show. And if it's short, that's a okay. So he's the hero of the hour. And here we are. But before we get started for real shout out to a brand new patron of ours, Mike, thank you so very much for your patronage, your support, your confidence in us. And we hope that you are enjoying the discord thank you very much all right kyle we set some goals not for you you told me it was four days ago but i'm pretty convinced it was like 12 hours ago (laughs) honestly it's been a very busy four days for me Uh, time is apparently a social construct so make of that what you will it's not apparently i believe that's actually just true you know no i i think i think being on time and like the way we count it might be a social construct but time passes regardless of whether society cares or not that's true but time is literally just a human modality of like understanding things like as three-dimensional beings we're just stuck in this like that's just how things are we observe it right we don't like impact it so yeah uh, okay oh my gosh can we can we just have an off-topic podcast and talk about stuff like this i no, would love it no no we would just yell we at each other even have a conversation <laughs> about how you pronounce a pokemon's name no we can have a conversation about that (laughs) we just can't have a conversation about whether or not somebody is wrong because they clarify that their name is pronounced a certain way that you personally disagree with it's it's pronounced skiddo and i don't care and i will die on this hill absolutely i will (laughs) It's oh not gosh. in Pokemon Go yet. I'm sorry for those of you who don't know about it from the main <sighs> series games. That's <laughs> Wow. This is the content instead of the news that you're getting, by the way. Here we go. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, Mr. Kyle, we did set some goals uh, that, and we did set some goals separately, and that's smart of us in retrospect, for the upcoming Johto tour. So we will reiterate the Johto portion at the end of the show, uh, but we did have some ones in the interim that we made as well. So for you, you wanted to do some restocking. You wanted to get at least 500 Ultra Balls and kind of whatever else for the other uh, ball types. How'd that go? That did not happen. I got 300 Ultra Balls. It, did you write down how many I had beforehand? You uh, you said them all so quickly, I pretended to write them down, Kyle. I see how it I is. I didn't. Okay. I did write down your goal of 500 Ultra Balls, though. I think I only had like 250. Yeah, that so sounds about in right. all of my restocking today, I got 50. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> I have 900 Pokeballs. Oh, excellent. Okay. I got like 600 Pokeballs in the time it took me to get 50 Ultra Balls. So when you say you went out to restock today, like what did you do? There's a local retirement center that has like a 12 or 15 Pokestops in a sort of loop. It's more like a nine shape. Okay. And just drive, hit all the stops, go back to the start, wait like 90 seconds and then do it again. Okay. Absolutely horribly mind numbing. Oh my God. (laughs) I hate it. I hate it. After a while, I realized there's a spot right in the center where I can sit and just hit five without moving. And so that's what I did for the last like 45 minutes. Oh, my gosh. You should put on a podcast or the radio or something. I, I did listen to a podcast. I fish. I finished. It's super effective from this week. Mm-hmm. I listened to our interview that you posted earlier this week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I also started a, another episode of another podcast I'm listening to. Okay. It's, then I'm, I'm out of I'm out of suggestions, Kyle. If you're still bored, I think there's nothing you can do. Because any more distractions than that, I believe, is probably illegal while operating a motor vehicle. Yeah, it's it's not as zen for me, especially when I'm in a car. Yeah, is, yeah. Is just, and then also it didn't help that if I like closed my phone to answer a text, Go just decided it was going to restart and therefore disconnect oh. my Pokeball Plus at the same time. It was like in the two hours that I was out, I probably reconnected my Plus uh like five or six times oh my gosh that's that's a bad rate man yeah Yeah, it's it's awful it's it's you have the worst luck with the connectivity on those things for sure (laughs) i've gone through three devices it's clearly not just the device or my phone three different phones three different devices i still have a brand new uh, pokeball plus in a box if you want one (laughs) i should maybe i can take that for go for the Go tour. Go tour. Yeah, that sounds yeah. good. Sounds good to me. And then you also wanted to do some inventory management. And uh, just for the interest of speed and efficiency, you also wanted to hatch 20 eggs. I did hatch the 20 eggs. Okay. That was that was no problem with today. You were trying to get down to 2000 Pokemon in your storage, by the way. That was the number. I did not reach that. I don't okay. know how I'm going to reach that, but I'm at <laughs> 3188 right now. Okay. And it's not that I don't have pokemon to get rid of it's just that probably two thousand of those that i have require thought on whether i want to get rid of it or not oh okay that's fair enough so what do you think like what's your methodology going to be um i mean i don't know if i'm gonna have the time to do it before go tour i may just 
play with 2000 inventory which is going to be more than plenty honestly if you need but, to you also can buy you know yeah. uh so you're not really yeah. up against the wall so to speak like i but, am with 300 open spaces and that's it <laughs> <laughs> but i really need to like just i need to sit down go through the pokemon one at a time just i gotta do it once for all 3000 and just sort it i look through my inventory this is great because i was doing it earlier today i looked through my inventory and I just see Pokemon, I'm like, why do I have so many? And then I scroll past because, like, I'm not getting rid of them. Yeah. I got, I got five yeah. shiny Whalmer. I don't need five. Like, I got five shiny Aeron. I'm not even talking, like, community day shinies. And I'm just like, I can't. With Whalmer, it depends on who you are. Some some people exactly, would argue yes. that you need as many as you can catch, for sure. But five is a good, healthy number. What, you need like three and feel good about it? So you have two, and then you have one to trade if you want to. But the other two yeah. can go in Pokemon Home, right? Are you, wait a minute, no. are you transferring or are you putting things in Pokemon Home? No, I transfer. Heartless monster. But I also understand. I understand. None of these shinies are going to make it to Home. Oh takes too long it takes oh too long don't, don't say that too loud let them let them live out their lives in, and uh, i just <laughs> i like i look and i'm like oh my god i have so many of these shinies but like i got five shiny alola meowth and like i don't want to hatch anymore i hatched one last week after we recorded oh yeah i you know i got five shiny side like it's just so many that i'm just like it's not that many like individually but then when you realize i probably have a hundred sets of those i'm just like oh no (laughs) all right so speaking of hatching eggs though did you hatch 20 eggs this past week yeah yeah, the past four days I, i did Good job. All right. So that's one out of three for you. That looks like a familiar number. (laughs) Return to form. Okay. I also had some restocking goals. Uh, I have not uh, done any of that. Uh, I did a lot of editing the past few days and a lot of working. So I really hope that I get to do this goal before go tour this weekend but i have you know three or four days so i should be good to go clean pokemon storage so that i have 4500 only i have not even really begun to do that i transfer about 200 uh, and that's about it so that's also a miss for me and i wanted to hatch 200 (laughs) eggs i believe i hatched like 12 uh, in the last few days so that's going to be a no for me as well so a zero out of three a big old goose egg my goodness kyle congratulations on your win i appreciate it thank you yeah, absolutely all right so for the sake of i suppose uh let's hop into the news really quick Yo, what up it's the news there's not really anything here uh there is there is one blog post that that's uh come out and it's really just sort of a summary of the things that have happened so far this year so i'm not gonna have us go through that again because we've already covered it or we have all already experienced it listeners us everybody <laughs> so uh, kyle and i kind of decided it wasn't even worth covering but we are going to mention it because it is technically news i suppose this feels like a great time by the way for yes. me to mention we tell the story every once in a while on the show so if you've been around you've heard a few times when we started the idea of this show Three and a half years ago now, I was like, there's no way we're going to have enough content to fill an entire show every week. And I just have to say, I guess I was finally right. (laughs) 
just it only t- there's oh only enough news for 180 episodes. That's it. <laughs> there is nothing. There's nothing more on brand Kyle than a three year delayed. I told you so. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I feel like we've peaked in this moment right here. Really, quite honestly. Okay. All right. Okay. So that's it for the news. We've said our piece. We did the thing. All right. I I do have one thing I want to share about my week, though, before Mm -hmm. we move on. I mentioned it. It's probably been almost a month now about the field research scan tasks and how you either have the bad pool or you have the good pool. And for those who don't know, the good pool has poffins in it as a regular reward. And the bad pool is mostly just like pokeballs. And that's kind of about it. Berries. Some berries. That's just terrible, terrible rewards. (laughs) Um, I definitely was in the latter, the bad pool, for sure, when it first came out. I can confirm now that I do get poffins. So if you've been holding on to a task forever... Just to never see them, maybe start looking again. <laughs> I got like six poffins today when I went out to play. Oh my gosh, dude! So oh, that's that's pretty great. Are you gonna I, use them? I'm, I may. Well, I mean, I have like thirty one now. But oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna remind you to use one on Go Tour Day. I I may start interacting with the buddy system because the poffins actually make it a tolerable length. Right, and it's sort of like rare candies where you can't like get rid of them. Yeah. If you have too many, you got to use them. So, Which also mm. reminds me, I used 450 rare candy to make inventory space today. Oh, my gosh. I had 600. I was at like 3480 out of 3500 inventory space because I haven't bought any more because there hasn't really been a need. And I'm like, what is taking all of this space? And so I went through and I'm like, oh, it's it's the 600 rare candy. <laughs> And the thousand berries. You have me beat for once in the rare candy thing. I've only got 396. Yeah, but I like never use them. Okay, fair enough. I just remember that for the first time you and I acknowledged our hordes. We're like, we got to really, really rethink our play styles here. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that you have dumped candy into Mewtwo since then, though. Yeah, I've I've done dumps of 400 rare candies into Mewtwo in the past. Yeah, that's it. I probably have two because I have two maxed out shadow mewtwo's as well as a couple of regular ones so nice okay cool cool i just don't know how it reached this point so i put like 300 in a rayquaza because because i mean (laughs) no other option that's another good option of course and then i put the rest into uh giratina for the future yeah i need to start doing that too now that i'm sitting on like this 12 and a half million dust i gotta start uh maxing out some legendaries it's something i never really do get them up to like 30 and leave them or 35 but that said, I need to figure out a strategy of what Pokemon I want to actually make best buddy because I don't really have a a selection. And like my hundos, is, it's not a good selection of hundos. So that's definitely just, not worth um, it. I guess just choose. Yeah, choose something that makes it easy for you so you don't have to think about it. For me, it's the 100%, which you just yeah. referenced. So I don't know. Maybe you could do hundo ghosts or mm, shiny yeah. ghosts or something. You know, Maybe no. I'll just work down the list of the ghosts that I have maxed. Oh, that would be great. So I've already done one of them. So it's my only best buddy. There you go. So while we're also, I guess, pausing in the news section for just a second, 
Kyle mentioned it, but we did just release yesterday of this time of recording an interview with Speediest Chief 2. And his claim to fame and ongoing claim to fame is that he is a uh, Pokemon Go PvP or content creator. And he also holds the title of first Silph Arena world champion. And he is just a wonderful guy. I loved chatting with Will. Uh, Kyle even messaged me after the fact. And, and this this is telling because he only had good things to say, which is awesome. <laughs> uh, you know, he was like, you know. Speedy is well spoken, all these sorts of things. And I couldn't agree more. So if you ever wanted to learn more about like, you know, a, a, a top ranking PVP or I know we have Fish and DeFi E on staff as well. Uh, but if you want to hear some more, Speedy is a great interview to listen to. And it should be in your feeds with these episodes as well. Like you should see it already if you saw this episode. <laughs> OK, so then let's leave the news behind us and let's just go right into gear up because the show must go on so this week on gear up we have a beastly set of raid guides for you especially because the beasts are going to be in raids so i already covered lugia and hoo two weeks ago now i believe time let's just say recently (laughs) time is a social construct that we no longer can keep track of but it's time to go over the beasts because they're also going to be clogging up those raid pools and they can all be shiny if you need them to be if you haven't gotten them in their like 14th rerun now first up there's raiku right raiko raiku you say raiku i think i say right i think it's raiko but i I definitely said raiku for the longest time i i I don't actually know but like it's it's k-o-u like like you but ku i don't know look raiko look we we started this off on the wrong foot about pokemon name pronunciations i'm gonna move on skidoo it's skiddo but I don't think so. <laughs> Raiko is a mono electric type, but it can no shadow ball. So that's where all of its damage comes from. So watch out. Although wild charge is nothing to laugh at either. It's electric. So that means it's weak to ground. That's that, that's it. It's just, it's just weak to ground. It's one of those special typings. And somebody say ground because to me that says Garchomp. I am not going to list all of the moves for all of these. Suffice to say, it's always a double set of the appropriate typing, except for a couple of standouts that I will point out. And in Garchomp's case, it is preferred to have Earth Power from his community day. And you have Rhyperior, Excadrill, Groudon, and then Landorus, Therian Form, and Normal are within one percent of each other it's it's almost indistinct in this case and then just for fun i keep these lists shadow free and mega free because otherwise the entire lists would be shadow and megas and that's not really helpful or entertaining for most people but i'm putting shadow mewtwo on here mostly because it has the exact same time to win as landorus and that's hilarious to me with Psycho Cut and Psy Strike. So that, that does mean you need an Elite TM to get to that. And you'll you'll see why this is relevant shortly. But ground type is just lacking, which is why we put Mewtwo in here. Because there's so few options that if you just have Mewtwo, you can put it in there anyways. Bear in mind, though, that Shadow Ball will wreck your Mewtwo. So I mean, the careful. Shadow Ball will hurt, will hurt everybody is the yes. big one. Because it's neutral. It's super effective against Mewtwo, of course. 
but if there's like a wild charge, you know, your ground is four times resistance. So while Mewtwo, you know, works because it's crazy, the ground is just so much better. Mm-hmm. Which just shows the gap in the fact that there's not seven ground types you can reasonably list on this list. Nope. But next up, we have Entei. No question on the, the pronunciation there. It's a mono fire type, which means it's weak to water, rock, and ground. Now, I'm not going to separate these into typings. Instead, I'm just going to order them in order of effectiveness. First up, and the most, uh, the best choice, Rampardos, then Kyogre, Rhyperior. This is the fun one. Rhyperior with Mudslap and Rock Wrecker instead of Smackdown Rock Wrecker because Mudslap is just a better move. Don't don't bother doing that unless you have like 200 fast TMs just sitting around for whatever reason. And who doesn't? I oh I also threw out 50 fast and 50 charge TMs when I was cleaning oh. my inventory too. It hurt. It hurt a lot. How brave. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on the list though. Uh Kingler, that crab hammer, Terrakian, Garchomp, and just for some comparison's sake, Shadow Mewtwo. Again, with the size strike and the psycho cut. It's just that good. That's all there is to say. <laughs> That said, watch out for Entei with Iron Head if you do choose to bring the rock types, because that's going to give you a real bad time. Oh, yeah, that, that will RKO your Rampardos. <laughs> Last up, there's Suicune. It's a mono water type, but it knows Ice Fang and Ice Beam. So uh, watch out when you're bringing the grass types on this list. It's weak to grass and electric. And again, in order of effectiveness, and this is why the list is in the way it is. Zekrom, number one. Number two, Shadow Mewtwo. Wait, hang on, what? With Thunderbolt. <laughs> That's uh, how good Shadow Mewtwo can be in these yeah. scenarios. That said, Suicune can no Snarl. Don't bring Shadow Mewtwo if it knows Snarl. If it knows Snarl, it becomes like the 50th best counter or something like that. It just falls over. Then you have Thunderous Therian form, Zarud, Electivire, Suicune's brother, Raikou, Zapdos, and Magnazone. A lot of better options in uh, in the electric type here than, oh, yeah. than the, the previous two. That said, the beasts, we've had them forever. They've been in the game. They've been in raids. They've been in events. Their shinies had their raid days. We know all about them at this point. And suffice to say, Entei is a top-tier fire-type attacker. It's good. Raikou is also very good, as seen in the fact that it's a top counter for Suicune. Unfortunately, Suicune, not not very good in, in raids or PvE in general. It just it's a doesn't shame. have the moves... I don't really think it has the stats either. It's it's, it's, it's tanky. A, I mean, a bubble beam spam in some some cups was appropriate with yeah. Suicune. Raikou has some use in Great League because Shadow Ball Wild Charge is a very strong set of moves. That said, you can't catch a Great League Raikou from raids. So that's just unfortunate there. 
but it's still worth mentioning for any future when we see a shadow come back or anything like that. Shadow Raikou is also very good in Great League as well. And they look sick. Yeah. And as Chris mentioned, Suicune has some uses in PvP. Not so much in Great League unless it's a very limited meta. But in Ultra League, in Open Ultra League, it does have some use. It's ranked like 90th, somewhere around there. So that's actually not terrible. It's mostly the bulk. Um, and it actually has a, a wide array a, a wide array of moves, you know. Ice, yeah. dark, yeah. water, and bubble beam is a status down move. So it like it has some play. It's just the stats are not like there for it to make it a top top contender. I don't know enough about it, but Suicune feels like what DeFi always says to me or has said to me. Any Pokemon is one move update away from being really good. I, and, I feel like this is maybe the opposite case, though, because the stats are re- like it has a really great move pool. But it just it's it's also really bulky. Bulky's good in PvP. I'm telling you, it yeah. just needs the right move. The legendary beasts don't have signature moves, correct? No, I don't believe so. I don't believe so either. I think Entei could learn Sacred Fire at one point in time, although. I'm, yeah, I, but I'm it was entirely sure. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's anything. The focus wasn't really on the beasts outside of the Entei movie, really. Right, so. right. And that technically wasn't even an Entei, if you really want to yeah. talk about it. Yeah, it wasn't. But I just want to say they will always be the legendary dogs in my brain and my heart, even if they are the legendary beasts. Yes, 100 percent. When you say the, the beast, I'm just like, what? Huh? Oh, you mean the dogs? Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. All right, let's do it. so hopefully that's enough info on keeping you up to date for the beasts not the dogs unfortunately and hopefully we're successful in raiding them this upcoming weekend so now let's move on to pokalore okie dokie i've just got one thing to say about that section woof i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) no dude i'm i'm very excited anytime i get a chance to raid suicune uh i'm a big big fan but it is my i do have the shiny but i would like many of them okay (laughs) i would love a shundo honestly like i will raid for them and put some effort until i get a shundo and then i think i can be like okay i'm i'm done you know right that's kind of a tall order uh suicune is one of my favorite legendary pokemon uh, but it is not my only favorite legendary pokemon it's actually kind of like tied and and this other pokemon that it's with they they kind of go back and forth between first and second place. Uh, but this week for Pokalore, we are going to be covering an old favorite. I do believe we have covered it before, but it is so topical and great. I have to do it again. It is Lugia, the diving Pokemon. Now, for those of you being like, oh, what about Ho-Oh? Is he just, I don't know, chopped liver? No, he's a turkey, um, but we will be covering him in the next episode, I promise. So Lugia is a large Pokemon that resembles a dragon, a plesiosaur, and a bird. It is primarily silver white, but it has blue undersides with slightly varying tones. It has a ridged mouth similar to a beak, although it has pointed teeth on its lower jaw. Its head has a point to the back, and Lugia's eyes have pointed blue or black spikes on them. Lugia has a long, slender neck and a smooth, streamlined body. Dark blue or black plate-like protrusions run down the length of its back, and there are two smaller, more pointed ones on the end of its tail. It can fold back these plates to increase its speed. Lugia is covered in many scales that protect it from attacks. It has large wings that resemble hands, slappy wings, 
Though it is genderless, a young Lugia has been observed, suggesting there is a breeding population. Lugia has been shown to be fiercely protective of its young. Lugia leads the legendary birds. When they fight over territory, Lugia is the only Pokemon that can quell their ceaseless fighting, as observed in the second Pokemon movie. That's Pokemon 2000, by the way. <laughs> Much like the birds, it possesses the ability to control the weather. Most notably, it can calm and give rise to storms. It is said that a light flutter of its wings is capable of causing winds powerful enough to tear a regular house down. I guess if it's in a regular house, you might be safe. That's a safe place to store uh, your three little piggies, I suppose. If it were to flap its wings, it could hypothetically, hypothetically, Kyle, <laughs> spawn storms lasting as long as 40 days. What? Yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> It is highly intelligent, and because of the devastating power it could accidentally inflict, it isolates itself deep underwater and tends to sleep in solitude. I have also heard its favorite band is My Chemical Romance. <laughs> Lugia is the only known Pokemon that learns Aeroblast. It is extremely rare and is hardly ever seen. Lugia has been referred to as the Guardian of the Seas, despite it not having a water type. There are rumors Lugia would appear during the night of a storm. <laughs> I really like this Pokedex entry. This, I mean, I don't. Is... <laughs> I feel like I feel like these things are are correctly kind of crazy strong for a legendary. Like, I mean, I mean, it's yes, fine. It's just like suddenly the fear in Legends Arceus makes a whole lot of sense. Right, right. Oh my gosh. They're like, yeah, 40 days. Gotta build an arc if we make a Lugia upset or if it sneezes. <laughs> Goodness yeah. me. Uh, but let's get into some stats here. Max CP at 40, 37.03, and at 50 is 41.36. Pretty good. 235 stamina, 310 defense, tank, <sighs> tank, oh boy, and 193 Jeez. attack. Uh, best move set, I've got two for you. You're going to want to take Dragon Tail with Sky Attack and Arrow Blast if you're going to be doing this for PvP because it is better than Extra Sensory but gives you less uh, energy. And if you're going to be doing PvE with your Lugia, bring Extra Sensory instead of Dragon Tail because it gives you more energy and you'll get to more Arrow Blasts quicker that way. All right, Mr. Kyle, any love for Lugia, dude? Yeah, I mean, I like Lugia well enough, but if I had to list all of the legendaries it, it, let's just simplify box legendaries mm -hmm. it's not top five for sure really yeah top 10 I, I, it's probably top 10 but that's not saying a whole lot because we only have 16 box legendaries oh or i suppose 19 so. box legendaries maybe where is ho in that list is it higher or lower than lugia i think it's lower but only because lugia has gotten more spotlight that's a fair thing to say. For those of you that haven't watched the anime or seen the movies, Lugia has gotten quite a bit of love. Uh, it even had a you know a voice actor. It spoke English in the Pokemon 2000 movie. It was, for lack of a better phrase, incredibly hype. <laughs> it was so cool. Uh, but Ho-Oh has also been featured in the anime. It was the mystery Pokemon that Ash sees flying in the rainbow at the end of the first episode. And in mm -hmm. the the I Choose You movie, they show it again. So they intend for that to be like a canonical reference to Ho-Oh. Uh, yeah. But not really anything else for Ho-Oh, right? 
Not, I mean, not that I know of, although I'm not super versed in like the anime and stuff like that. Yeah. I imagine it's got some good play in like the TCG, but. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, but when I'm thinking about like public opinion and optics, I'm not really thinking of a TCG card because the TCG card tends to follow what is popular. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Lugia is great. Lots of love for Lugia. But enough of that. Why don't we head into the Pokepole? Last week's Pokepole was, aside from Kanto and the upcoming Johto Go Tour events, what other generation of Pokemon are you looking forward to a Go Tour of next? Which Pokemon are you most excited for? First response is from Triptando, and they said, Hi, Go Christ, Pod Kylist. This is my <laughs> thing now, I guess. <laughs> for me, it has to be the Hoenn Tour. Everyone has a special connection with the game slash generation they played first. For me, it was Pokemon Sapphire. Got that for my seventh birthday a while ago. Just, just a little while ago. It's okay. We don't need to talk about this. <laughs> I love how casually let's put in there. It was a bit ago. <laughs> so, of course, I'm excited for Mudkip, my favorite Pokemon ever. But I'm still hoping that little fellow will get a Community Day classic for itself. Here's some speculation. I'm also very excited for Kyogre and Groudon to potentially get their signature moves of Origin Pulse and Precipice Blades, respectively. And maybe even their Primal Forms. Which, for those who don't know, it's basically a mega form. They get slightly different looks and massive stat boosts. It's Apex Mega. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but for the most exciting part to me is the following. Assuming we get Hoenn Tour in February of 2023, that doesn't only mean we get Kecleon within a year, but also Shiny Kecleon. The whole Pogo community must be excited for that one, right? Look, first I'm going to say two things. One... We get Origin Pulse and Precipice Blades the day this game dies at the rate <laughs> we're going. And two, when they release Kecleon, if they don't release his shiny at the same time, I think there will be riots in the street. It might. Okay. I've got it has to. to be. It has to be one of those releases like Drudagon <laughs> where the shiny is just already out. There's, there's no way they can do it otherwise. I've got. I've also got two things, much like Kyle. I think the day that we get Kecleon in game is the day that this game dies and not, not for Precipice play, Blades and Origin Pulse. And my second question is, what is a Kecleon? I think we've all just sort of like, you know, resigned ourselves to the fact that it just might not exist. I, they're going to do something, and I feel like it's just been so long now, and Kyle, I'm pretty sure that we've talked about this before, but it is almost destined to sort of disappoint or oh, not. 100%. Right, like, the longer they wait, the worse it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, I really, they really just needed to rip the Band-Aid off yeah. like 18 months ago. Gosh, yeah, just so, do it for go fast for the love of God. Remember when we were convinced that it was it was during the the Meltan stuff? Yes. Oh, my yes, gosh. I do. Oh, my gosh, Ugh, man. So disappointing. That's yeah. Kecleon is is trash. So it's OK, but it's it's a meme at this point that it's it just needs to happen. <laughs> Jokes aside, it'll be hype when it comes out. But yeah, I think people are going to be like, really? We waited two and a half years for this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the problem is it's it's like Smeargle. Except Smeargle is more unique and uh, like like has a, a gimmick they did in Go. They could have done the same gimmick for Kecleon if they had just done it within a timely manner. Oh, man. I really hope that they do a thing. Maybe it's going to be tied to like AR where like you have to enter into an AR space and you have to like find it or something. That'd be so yeah. cool. Like it's camouflage. Just, That'd be pretty yeah, neat. I, just, I don't know. They 
they've had their opportunity and it's it's too late now but anyways we'll see we'll see (laughs) we're gonna move on thank you though triptando next one's from venusy prime and they said i think hoan has more stuff i'll use in general and if not tied in with primal ground and kyogre i could at least see some of the omega ruby alpha sapphire omegas being added but gen 4 are the games i've put the most time into the games where i first learned about evs and ivs and that plus legends has me excited for that sino tour particularly given that at this trip at this point it doesn't seem like they'll release shaman before then now nah, we're getting shaman at a go fest they just haven't gotten there yet I think so. It's going to be 100%. a big, it's definitely going to be like a big event around it. And hopefully we get both forms during the event. And if not, the follow-up research will have the other one is, is my, my yeah, theory. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll get them for uh, sure. Venus, see, I just have to say, it's weird that you waited until generation four to learn about EVs when the rest of us learned about EVs in generation one. <laughs> That was such a bad joke. I'm so sorry. I couldn't help it. It was bursting forth from my brain. I'm just going to move on and say that I didn't know what EVs were until Gen 6. So Nice. But I I just didn't care until then anyways. For the uninitiated, that was just a a play on words. EVs stand for effort values, and they're very similar to IVs, which you're familiar with as a Pokemon Go player, uh, except that this would impact level up bonuses and things like that it's much more complicated in the main series games but i apologize (laughs) (laughs) next response is from lf komala hoen should be next but we have much to prepare for before then the various missing megas of hoen latias latios are the big two i see coming first shadow reggie's uh shadow latia latis Groudon, Kyogre, Rayquaza, Deoxys. That's nine shadows to introduce in the next year. Yeah, that's a fair fair point. Deoxys and cast form changing. I I think that is a sooner than later if it's going to happen at all. I think cast form form changing is not going to be a thing. I think that they like how well it ties into the weather mechanic that they'll leave that one as is at least. Yeah. Shiny Jirachi. Shiny Surskit. And Masquerain, Shiny Shroomish and Breloom, Shiny Nummel and Camerupt and Mega Camerupt. Only potential Mega without its Shiny release, excluding Gen 6 Mythical Diancy. Shiny Gulpin and Swellot. I'm just going to pause here real quick. I can't wait for that Shiny to come out. I, just have, a, <laughs> I have a special emotional attachment to that Shiny. So I Wasn't want that it. the first one you caught? It is the first game? one I caught. And I didn't know it was a shiny, but I still caught it. <laughs> hey, we love it. We love it. Shiny regionals, Tropius, Torkoal, Relicanth. Methinks Safari Zone or GoFest will be their debut. 100%. 100% yeah, Safari Zone. It's hard I think. to argue. Spin the 10 to 20. <laughs> shiny Cacnea and Cacturn. Shiny Corfish and Crawdont. That's 10 new shiny families plus Jirachi. So I'd expect. A lot of them to be released over the next 12 months. I'd love to see the Pokemon Go version of the Battle Frontier. Even just the Battle Factory. That'd be amazing. More berry types, as Hoenn has a lot. The introduction of Team Go Aqua, taking the slot of Water, Ice, Flying, Rocket Grunts. And Team Go Magma, taking the slots of Fire, Rock, Ground, Team Go Rocket Grunts. With maybe six new team leaders 
for a total of nine at a time, plus Archie and Maxi. Man, as as much as I don't think it'll happen, I would love to see Team Go Aqua and Team Go Magma. I want it so bad, man. I I think of all of the teams we've gotten in all main series games. I think outside of Rocket, Aqua and Magma is the best like combination to add. Yeah, it's it's hard to compete with Rainbow Rocket though, dude. That was so cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I, for sure. It's hard to compete with Rocket just in general. It's, yeah, just, it's I suppose so strong. That's, but. that's a fair argument to make. But yeah, I think Aqua and Magma definitely had like some of the strongest branding outside of yeah. maybe Team Skull. <laughs> yeah, but Team Skull's a joke. So it doesn't right. like oh, but, uh, not, but not like a literal joke. Branding right. here. They had stances. They had catchphrases. They knew what they were doing. They had a uniform. You yeah, know? but you can't add that to go. Well, we I mean, you could add, add the dances. Who wants the Team Skull dance for their avatar for Please. your idol animation? Let's Absolutely. go. Absolutely. I will pay you $500 Niantic if you give me that. <laughs> Let's go. I, I don't mean that. That'd be ridiculous. No, no. Or that do said, I. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm excited for, for Hoenn in general as well. I have a feeling we won't see the shadows before we see a Hoenn tour. I think that's the only one that we won't see too. Yeah, yeah. it's listed here. But this is such an optimistic list. Uh, if this is all true and will happen over the next year, it's going to be an exciting year. Mm-hmm. And the last one is from Megablade. And they said, my answer has got to be Kalos and not just because I also love Age Slash and it's shiny is amazing. It really is. But also Mega Mewtwo, more Y than X. If it's not out by then, it will have to be a mega event. This this is a great point. I just want to say, why is there nothing like featured about Megas for Johto Tour? There's several Mega Johto Pokemon. Are they all out already from Johto? I would imagine. I'm not entirely sure off the top of my head, but I would imagine that they're not going to make a big fuss over that feature until Hoenn. uh, Because Johto didn't have like Mega Evolution wasn't the thing from Johto. But I mean, it wasn't the thing for hoenn it just it just seems like a great time to add it to to go i suppose you know yeah i mean okay so do we mega hair cross is not out yet right no it's not so unfortunately we, there's mega caesar mega hair cross and mega tyranitar none of them are out for example those are all great choices uh, you know, I, I think that if they say, oh, yeah, for Go Tour, we're just going to release everything for everything that has everything now. It's it's everything, you know, I feel like that'd be bad. <laughs> well, I feel no, like that'd it be doesn't really be everything, bad. but it, it seems like this would have been a good excuse to add one more Johto Mega. I guess we haven't. When was what was the last new Mega we got? Steelix like a month and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah. I believe you're right. <laughs> and before that, that was it was a like a ago. two month wait between the last one which i think was aerodactyl but i don't remember off the top of my head yeah yeah sharp sharp pterodactyl yep it just it seems like a a very fitting thing again the the whole thing about the community today missed opportunity with dust skull but anyways that's a different conversation altogether actually it's not it's kind of the same conversation (laughs) anyways though this week's pokepole is what was your biggest highlight from johto tour this past weekend all right, so we, we understand that we're breaking the rules of time right now, despite talking very confidently about how much it is a social construct several times already this episode. 
we cannot answer this question because it is Tuesday prior to GoTour. So for those of you that have listened to this, uh, please answer your the, the question after your GoTour. We're trying to hope that we're t- timing this correctly. But just so that we don't leave you with nothing, let's give you a couple of maybe examples to sort of inspire, you know, some answers. So, Kyle, what do you what do you expect for people to, to share? What do you think? I'm expecting fun encounter stories with with family, especially. That's really what Canto Tour was about for me. It was just me and my girlfriend. And so good stories about going and having a good time with other people excited about the exact same thing. And hopefully a lot of stories about people getting the one shiny they're missing from what they wanted. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going to say. I was going to say a good example would be, you know, finally getting that shiny that you've hunted for so long. It's always really funny and kind of kind of mm, inspirational to a, a weird degree when people make a post. It's like, oh, I finally got this shiny. And then they post their encounter count, like numbers seen from their Pokedex entry. And it is some astronomical number. <laughs> You're like, that is all, like almost impossible uh, pr- probability wise. It's just so funny. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that we see a bunch of fun posts and that everybody has a good time and good stories, shinies, shundos, hanging out with your best friend, whatever it might be. We're excited to hear them from you. So, dear listener, if you have an answer to that question, which is what is your biggest highlight from Joe to tour this past weekend, which is in the future time of recording, you can answer it uh, via voicemail by sending it to 262-586-7717. You can also answer it on Twitter at GoCastPodcast after we tweet it. You can also send us an email to mail at GoCastPodcast.com. Or if you're a patron of ours, we do have a PokePole dedicated channel. So you can always do that there. More about Patreon, patrons, and patronage at the end of the show. But before we get to anything, mail, voicemail, whatever related, we're going to pass it on over to Fish and DeFi, who this week are going to be covering what we talked about relatively recently in our lives. They're going to be covering the GBL season update and from the looks of their outline, quite a bit more. Hi, I'm Fish on a Heater. And I'm DeFi 250. And this is PvP Corner, the PvP segment that picked Crystal version for Johto Tour. DeFi, what is going on in PvP right now? We are in the Johto Cup fish. How is that going for you? Only Johto Pokemon, so about a hundred options. What are you seeing? What are you liking? Well, um, seeing a lot of Quagsire, seeing a lot of Skarmory. Um, I have mentioned on YouTube content that I have put out there that uh, Quagsire and Skarmory make an amazing core together, and I've seen a very wide variety of things being used in that third slot. Um, I'm seeing a lot of Quillfish. I really like Quillfish. That, for me, is the best Pokemon in this cup because there's so few like proper hard counters to them. Um, they're the only things that can really hard counter a Quillfish aren't very high in usage. I am actually getting some good results with a very unusual line, which is Ampharos lead, Hitmontop, and Quillfish safe swap. I like that. That's different. Thank you. Yeah, I went 18 and 2 with it. Very cool. What about you? I started off with a Skarmory lead, and I'm pretty (laughs) sure 9 out of 10 of the leads that I saw were Meg Cargo, Uh, which was unfortunate. 
So then, you know, the first time I switch, okay, I'm going to put my Quagsire in the lead. I'm going to keep my core of Skarmory and Quagsire. I'm going to put Quagsire in lead. First thing I saw was a jump bluff. <laughs> so I looked on PB Poke and I tried to figure out what's something that at least has some play against my cargo and jump bluff. Because those, those are the big two things I'm seeing in the lead. And it's Quillfish. But the other Pokemon that I'm loving, other than Quillfish, that you didn't mention yet, is Porygon 2. Ah. I don't know why. I saw Elfindial run it, and I think, and he was just running it for fun. I think there are some people running it for the memes, but it's actually really good. Like, Tri Attack paired on with Lock On, like, it gets to Tri Attack super fast, and it has that debuff potential to knock down both your opponent's attack and defense by one stage. It's a great Pokemon. Um, I'm currently pairing it with an Umbreon, but I'm open to like switching around that third Mon. I really like Quillfish. I really like Porygon too. So then just trying to find something to work in as the third. Yeah, you know what? So many Pokemon are just seen as dumb memes until you lose to them. And then it's like, wait a minute. Don't remind me about Spinda. Yeah, right? I don't want to talk about Spinda. (laughs) I don't want to think about Spinda. We also have the Season 11 update, which uh, Chris and Kyle mentioned last week we weren't able to get to in the previous episode because it was announced, like, probably 13 seconds after we stopped recording. So um, we're going to be covering that a little bit later in uh, just a bit more detail, just giving our thoughts, responding to some things that Chris and Kyle posed and some questions that they had unanswered. In the meantime... It's time for a self-check-in. DeFi, how's your Guardian Cup going? It's going solidly okay. I added up all my wins and my losses. I'm currently 11 and 7 overall. I have one battle left to go. Two of my tournaments, one of them I went 3 and 3, three wins, three losses. The other mm-hmm. one I went 2 and 2. Um, my other two tournaments I've done slightly better, but just very okay, very solidly okay. Fair enough. I have been having a similar experience. I think I'm at nine and seven for the month. So as predicted, I'm uh, not reaching those high standards that I set for myself, but that's okay. I'm still in the positive, still enjoying myself. It's not one of my favorite cups just because it is very rock, paper, scissors, very lead dependent. Uh, Most of the time, if you win the lead, it's very hard to come back from that just because of the way the matchups work. So that's fine. We deal. Whatever the rules are, we have to accept them. We've got to deal with them. That's what good battlers do, DeFi. Exactly. Let's talk about another group of great battlers, the GoCast Guardian Cup. Fish, we are currently very impatiently waiting for the last battle to play out. And that battle is with you and Camo McGeo8. For the prize, if you win, you will have swept... All four rounds, but if Camo manages to unseat you, there will be a five-way tie for first. <laughs> and, I mean, part, there, there's two reasons why that battle has taken so long to arrange. One is that I've been pretty busy with, with the content stuff lately. Like, uh, all the Palatown stuff is is taking up a lot of what little time I had. The second reason is that I'm scared, DeFi. I'm, I'm, like, Camo is absolutely a better battler than me, and I am... Like highly confident that he's going to succeed in unseating me. And I, I want to delay that as long as possible. You two are both so modest about your battling skills. It is really funny to me. <laughs> it's, it's funny hearing us like try and out-modest each other in our chat. 
Like, yes. Like, good day to you, sir. I look forward to my absolute butt whipping. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, no, 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 sir. <laughs> I think it is you who will be whipping my butt. That's that's how it is when I battle camo every single time. Right, right. And then he beats us both. And then he beats us both. <laughs> All right. But we want to feature, we love featuring teams that we really like uh, in the GoCast tournament. And it's a good motivator to participate because you get might get your team featured. And today's featured team is going out to T-Hubs. T-Hubs ran a team that had a couple kind of interesting Pokemon on it. He ran Steelix, Toxicroak, Alomomola, Vigoroth, Electrode, and Dragonite. So still had that Steelix Dragonite core, but some of his Pokemon in the back were pretty interesting. I haven't seen a ton of Electrode. I haven't seen a ton of Toxicroak. What do you make of this team, Fish? I have actually been running Toxicroak myself this month. Um, it was suggested to me by a battler friend of mine and is like, it does all the things that you want your fighter to do, but also really nicely counters other fighters. It also has plenty of play against Ninetales. It actually, I think Ninetales generally has the upper hand just because it gets to those um, fire spins quicker than Tox can get to the Mud Bomb. But if you've got an, an energy lead or a shield lead, Tox can clean that up nicely. So Tox has so much more play than what I thought it did at the beginning of the month. Uh, the Electrode is probably the Pokemon that interests me the most, though. Uh, like like you, I have not seen too many of those around, or any of those around. And um, I like it because it is an electric type that has more play against Gorgeist than any other electric. Yeah, because it has that access to that dark type move, and some battlers might not expect it. Uh, you can also run Hyper Beam on your electrode. I have to, I have to throw that out there. <laughs> you could, you could run the beam. It is technically possible. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much, Tyler, for participating. Thank you to everyone who participates in the GoCast Sylph Cups. We really enjoy being able to battle with all of you. Another really fantastic battle this month was the Sylph Showdown. Remember that the Sylph Showdown, they invite the very top of the Sylph Global leaderboards to a tournament. It took place this last Saturday. I was fortunate enough to be able to cast the battles along with Toshi and PvP Steve. And Fish, I think my favorite part of the stream was the amount of Misty Cam. <laughs> we... In the time in between battles, we sometimes just kind of zoomed in the camera on my dog sitting in the background, and we just kind of hung out with Misty on stream. It was pr it was very wholesome and very lovely. Was it during like uh, like Steelix mirror match or Mantine mirror matches or something like with moments where there were lulls in the battles? No, in between battles, fish. Okay. So in between, in between the rounds. But the winner was fantastic. Avanov7998. They are currently ranked 20 on the Sylph Global leaderboard. And what was so great about their team fish is they did not run the Dragonite Steelix core that everybody else seemed to be running. Their winning Guardian Cup team was Malamar, Primeape, Galvantula, Empoleon, Talonflame, and a supersized Gorgeist. And Primeape is another fighter that didn't get the love that it deserved, I think, uh, during Guardian Cup because Primeape just threatens Dragonite so much with its Ice Punch. Night Slash can 
do plenty of work against Gorgeist, and it does all the standard fighter things with counter as well. So Primeape was a great pick. I agree. So that was super, super fun. And another really great part about that stream was I got to be part of a Sylph meta announcement. We announced the meta at the very end of the stream after all of the Guardian Cup battles. And our new meta is Obsidian Cup. Fish, tell us a little bit about Obsidian Cup. Yeah, so they've presented this cup in a bit of a different way than normal. It's still kind of... Uh, essentially like these are the types of pokemon you can use but they've basically allowed so many types that they thought it was quicker to tell you what types aren't allowed than what are so basically any type is allowed except for fairy fighting grass flying and ground the other 13 types are all up for grabs there's of course no megas as normal there's no shadow pokemon allowed and specifically the pokemon basidon lickitung Hachirizu, Vigoroth, and Registeel are banned. And DeFi, I think I've worked out why they called it the Obsidian Cup. Why do they call it the Obsidian Cup? Because with the types and species that have been banned, that is basically the entire top of the Open Great League meta. So you are going to have to dig deep underground (laughs) to find a team that suits you. I like it. Fish and I are very, very excited to talk more about the Obsidian Cup in the coming weeks. But in the meantime, we can just give you kind of a quick little heads up about a couple Pokemon to keep your eye out for. So in the Obsidian Cup, you're going to be looking at a lot of dark types. You're a Goons, Umbreon, and Zhwilus. Uh Bugs make a big appearance, like Fortress, Escavalier, and Wormadam Trash. And... Without the fairies, some dragons might get a chance to have some play. Things like Gudra and Dragonair. But we'll be able to talk about that more in the coming weeks as March approaches. All right, Fish, we we hinted about it earlier in the stream. Are you ready to talk about Season 11? Yep, let's do it. Fish mentioned at the top, Chris and Kyle did a really good job talking about this last episode. Um, But just to briefly recap, Season 11, their rankings will pause at 20. So you won't be able to see any of the ELO, any of the ratings, 2,500, 2,200, none of that. We're going to have weekly rotated cups, lots of reruns of former special cups so i don't know what those cups are going to be but i imagine things like flying cup and halloween cup and love cup some of those types of cups and there won't be any new move updates or anything like that i'm really interested in the idea of running these cups on a weekly rotation for me i always gravitate towards a restricted meta cup because i find the open leagues to be repetitive for me i need a little more of a dynamic meta environment to keep me interested so restricted cups are always my go-to and for me the fact that a new one is coming around every week has its benefits and negatives the benefits being like it's going to continually be interesting like there will never be a dull moment The negative is that a week I don't think is long enough to really get used to a meta. No, I really agree with you. It's going to be really fast, really interesting. Hopefully maybe a little something for everybody in this season, but a a week is going to be really fast. I definitely agree. So one thing that really stood out to me about the copy was the words new formats and new reward structures. 
and I'm very interested to ponder about what that could mean. New formats of cup, maybe. I mean, the it's hard to imagine something that didn't exist previously. So um, it's trying to speculate what that could possibly mean will be a bit difficult. The only thing that comes to mind is that they they might experiment with banning Pokemon like Silverina do. So, yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> what, what do you what, do? You have any thoughts on that? Well, I'm kind of stuck on that reward structure. So right now mm. our reward structure is you win so many battles and that kind of depends what you get mm. um, from the reward. So, for example, if I go into my Go Battle League screen, I can see that just in my regular um, tier, it's like one win gets me 900 dust, two gets me an item, three an encounter, four a rare candy, five some stardust. Maybe yeah. they're going to experiment a little bit with that structure, and then you also get stardust at the end. And then the premium reward structure is different if you use a premium raid pass. So maybe they're going to change that up a little bit. I do wonder how many people do use the premium battle track, because I know for me, I haven't done it since probably season one, or maybe season two. I don't know about you. Yeah, I never use it, but maybe for people who don't raid very often, it's a good way for them to use those passes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I am very curious if that's something that gets used very often. Maybe uh, playing with, like, they've got certain levels, certain ranks that you can hit where every reward of that rank is a certain thing. So, like, all five are rare candy or all five are stardust. Maybe they could play with more of those yeah, there's there's a there's a bunch of different things and that they could try, but I suspect that whatever they do do is something that no one in our circles would have even just thought of. I think I think it'll be like actual proper experimentation. They will be throwing some stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. And I am very much looking forward to it. <laughs> what I'm nervous about though is while they're doing these fixes is the game going to feel more broken while some things are getting fixed? Kind of like, is it going to get worse before it gets better? And I think that's probably pretty likely, and that's okay for me. Like, um, so obviously I'm not a game developer, but what I suspect happens is that they have ideas of how to fix some of these bugs that have been happening, but they're worried that trying to implement these fixes will cause some unforeseen circumstances that break other things. And we've seen that happen in previous attempts to fix things. So I think the main reason for just putting the competitive side of GBL on hold is so that they can break stuff <laughs> with it causing the minimal amount of impact. Right. And that's something I've been kind of advocating for. Like, I'm OK with a non-competitive season. I'm OK with GBL coming down for small bits of time. Just fix the problems. Just fix the code, fix the server, fix whatever needs to be fixed. Just like you, Fish, I'm not a game developer. That's not what I got my college degree in. So I trust the people who are working on it that if this is what they need to be able to work on some of these fixes, then I trust them that that's going to happen. The next thing that uh, Chris and Kyle said they wanted to defer to us was the idea of worlds and wh what this means for that. And I have not known particularly well how the play Pokemon World Championships works. That's probably more of the domain of uh, like your Ken and Adam from the Lured Up podcast. 
but I've been trying to catch up. And what I understand is that aside from the reaching legend rank in season 10, there is actually no other eligibility criteria. My understanding is that they have X number of spots available at their tournaments, which makes sense because they're providing their own devices to battle on. So we can't just bring our own devices in. So they have to provide all these devices for the tournaments, which means they have a limited number of spots. Once the legends reserve their spot, if there is any other spot left over, then I think it's come one, come all. And I just want to reiterate, I'm not an authority on the matter. I'm just trying to work this all out as we go as well. So I may be incorrect on some of these things. Um, If we get more information in the future, I will definitely update us here. But what I'm hopeful for is all of these fixes will make the servers, will make the state of the game more stable for Worlds. It'll make it more stable Mm. for the regional tournaments, which is something really positive. Another question that we had was... What does this mean for YouTube and Twitch content? And Chris did a really great job. If all of you haven't gone and listened to the Speediest Chief interview that GoCast Chris did, it's on the feed. Definitely worth a listen. Speediest Chief is the Sylph Season 2 world champion and an absolute phenomenal human being. And he touched on this a little bit in his interview where he's kind of nervous for it. You're not going to have as many people making that push for legend. A lot of the YouTube clickbait is, you know, legend team 15 and 0. Right. So you're going to lack that. But it's also going to take the pressure off in other ways where people can just run the memes. You can run the silly things, (laughs) run the Porygon 2, run the Spinda, you know, just run the stuff that's fun. Uh, And it's not like it's permanent. It's a short time frame. Yeah, so we can focus more on the entertainment aspect of our content than the, uh, I guess, the educational, the the grinding part of the, like the um the pressure filled part of the game. Right, and you can still make plenty of educational content. This might be a good time to kind of dive deep into the educational content about how the game works, so and like how to play it well because there's not that pressure of having to get the exact right team to climb the leaderboards well if i had to guess i would i would actually probably disagree i think my my guess my bet would be that educational content would just not be particularly popular during the next three months and hopefully once the games like the best case scenario would be we come out of this three-month hibernation and the game is working like a dream and the numbers of people taking up Pokemon Go PvP in a competitive sense just skyrockets because suddenly they're they're you know all excited again for what this game is capable of. We will have to see. Time will only tell. Last little thing, what is overall participation going to look like? Are the people who try hard for the leaderboards, are they going to take the next three months off? Are more casual battlers going to come in or is this not going to matter to them? So those are some other kind of unanswered questions we have that we can Mm. speculate on, but time will tell. Mm. Do you have a guess? I think for the casual battler, I don't know if it's going to make too much of a difference. Um, I think this is a really good time for casual battlers. If you've ever thought about getting into GBL, I think this is a really good season to start because there's no pressure at all. So I think this is a really good time to start and then try a couple things, try some fun things. 
and then we'll be ready for season 12. I think if the weekly cups are the only thing available at the time that they are available, then I think that actually might lose some of the casuals because I I presume casual battlers don't have as many things built for PvP, so they can't they can't keep up with having constantly changing metas with different Pokemon being at the top of it. So for the sake of those people, I would hope that these weekly cups run concurrently with your standard open Great League, Ultra League, and Master League. Well, again, time will tell. We'll (laughs) find out soon enough. And with that, let's get into some shameless plugs. No song? We're just going to do it? Uh, (laughs) We've given up on the song. That's okay. I'll give it one more. This this will be the last one. Okay. Shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Excellent. (laughs) So... My big plug today is for Mazer Gaming Gives Back 10. So mark your calendars for March 5th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is hosted, again, by Mazer Gaming, and it is in benefit for Zero Cancer, which is an organization that is working to end prostate cancer, and all stream donations will go to support it. There is also a $1,000 prize pool up for grabs. Hive is the sponsor behind that prize pool money. There will be 128 players in kind of a Swiss self-style format, and it's in the Open Great League meta. I will be hosting it on Mazer HQ's Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Mazer HQ. And the casters are 2-0 Butters and Speediest Chief 2, which Chris has interviewed recently, like I mentioned earlier, two absolutely fantastic people that I'm excited to work with. And again, that's going to be March 5th at 12 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. There will be information about how to enter the tournament and also how to watch the tournament in the show notes this week. Which sounds so exciting. I'm very pumped for that. For us in Palatown, we have the Gym Breakers World Cup semifinal happening for this month, the Guardian Cup between Japan and Spain. So that will be happening on the Palatown PvP YouTube and Twitch channels on March the 4th at 7 p.m. UTC or British time which is 2 p.m. Eastern U.S. time. And also, while we're there, I just want to give a quick uh, plug to the Palatown YouTube channel. We want to get a bit more attention on that. Like, Twitch is going along fine. The Discord server is going great. We're always looking for new projects to run there and and people who want to run them. Um, But yeah, the YouTube channel is somewhere that we'd like to focus our attention on a little bit more. We've got some nice content happening on there our live streams happen on there too it is not just on twitch so if you aren't a twitch user you can still see a pallet town live stream on youtube and with that that's a segment we love hearing your feedback if you have any questions or suggestions for fish or for myself you can direct your feedback to pvp corner at gocastpodcast.com In the show description, you can click on more fish or more DeFi to take you to our other projects and ways to contact us. You can go find the Pallet Town PVP YouTube channel. You can find my Twitter where I have liked and retweeted everything for the Mazer Gaming Gives Back 10. And with that, we'll see you next week. All 
All right, Fish and DeFi E, thank you once again for a wonderful PvP segment. I hope the two of you have the best luck on Johto Tour this weekend. All right, Kyle, we've just got two segments left, and one of those segments is actually technically already done for us. So what's the one between that and now? It's time for emails. That's right. And zero voicemails. Uh, it's been a short period of time. We have like two emails. <laughs> I am very excited to have these two. First emails from Chris. And they said, hey, Chris and Kyle, longtime listener and occasional email contributor. First off, wanted to tell, remind y'all that you both are absolute legends every week. And the fact that you've both been including lore segments is very appreciated. The hard work you put in and the end result that ends up in the show just makes my week. As I work in retail, I need all the so livings I can get. All the people in the back work in retail. Can I get a... Uh, I'm not I'm not really sure how to pronounce what's written here. I'm sorry. I got it. Uh, okay. I think. Here, we're closed. I think that's right. That's, I've, how, it's, I've, that's how it's written. I'm here I've, for it. I've done that. I've done that. <laughs> including getting the boot. But, you know... Mm-hmm. also big handfuls of gratitude for listing the dates to which each episode are uploaded chris many apologies for my excessive enthusiasm on twitter silver was a great choice absolutely <laughs> i don't take advantage of discord as much as i should but when i do the support is a tidal wave of awesomeness and support last but not least i've got three questions for you have you guys watched ted lasso if not you should hashtag believe out of the do you want to do you want to say that yeah let's answer one, one at a time okay uh, uh i have not seen ted lasso despite knowing that it would appeal to me specifically <laughs> i don't know what it is at all it's, i i've heard the words show. and it's that's all yeah <laughs> okay yeah out of the plethora of pokemon movies which one is your favorite oh well this is unfortunate because i don't think i've watched a pokemon movie since uh which one came out first the entei or the lugia one no oh, the lugia one <laughs> yeah that's what i thought so uh, the entei movie was probably the last one and that's we count detective pikachu we do count detective pikachu okay well i've seen yeah. those four then i've seen the original pokemon 2000 entei <laughs> lugia and detective pikachu so you've seen you've seen uh mewtwo strikes back You've yeah. seen Pokemon 2000. And what is the one with Entei called? It's Mystery of the Unknown, I think, something like that. I have no, I have absolutely no. I only have memories vaguely of that movie. And then I think number four was Pokemon Forever. And that was the Celebi one. And then after that, yeah. I st- it starts getting fuzzy for me because that's when I was like. I mean, there's, there's you know, been a lot of Pokemon. Movies. I think there's been like 12 or something like that. A lot. It's kind of yeah. crazy. The Latios Latios one, uh, the Latios Latias one, when they were in like a, a Pokemon version of Venice, was pretty cool. It was a I good one. Nothing. That all, all I can say is it's hard in my memory to beat the original Mewtwo Strikes Back. is so good. I really liked Detective Pikachu a lot, though, but I, it was missing just something, and it didn't it didn't quite get it there. And I I think I like Mewtwo Strikes Back the most. Okay, fair enough. I cannot disagree that Mewtwo Strikes Back is one of my all-time favorite movies because uh, it is really good. I mean, the dialogue is, you know, it's for a children's cartoon, but there are some surprisingly well-written lines and that are voiced in that original movie and some 
funny errors very very funny errors like basic pokemon errors yeah yeah <laughs> uh like a guy riding on scyther's back jeez oh, <laughs> uh anyway um i love pokemon 2000 okay. quite That's a fair. lot i do i do i do i think that movie was spectacular it featured pokemon from my favorite generation i was really hyped for generation two that was like the peak of my childhood pokemon hype i think and that movie was great slow king voice acting lugia having a voice actor the speed the, the speedboat scenes going to the different islands the dude was flying a, a a floating capture machine that was also a hovering fortress so cool so cool and the fulcrum of control like the plot device was music from a flute mm-hmm. loved it mm-hmm. so good anyway um it's, it's, it's worth mentioning i looked it up 23 pokemon movies 23 oh my 23 oh my gosh okay and every single one of them is around a legendary or or mythical (laughs) i've recently seen the heatran one as well with magirna that was a good one yep yep and then of uh, 22 if you don't want to count the remake of mewtwo strikes back but oh pokemon 3 is just pokemon 3 the movie what pokemon 3 the movie it's not uh, Mystery of the Unknown like I thought it was. Uh, Spell of the Unknown is, the, of the, is unknown. the subtext, but it's not like I don't think it was called that in America. Oh, OK. Forgive me. It's Pokemon 3, the movie hyphen Spell of the Unknown colon Ente. According to. Oh, yeah. I almost made the same mistake again. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's great. Anyways, there's, there's one more question. I'm sorry. We're going back to the email. If you could get another game universe, i.e. Sonic, Mario, etc., to mash up with Pokemon Go for an event, which would you pick and why? I mean, this this one writes itself for me because I've talked about it for so long, but it's related to Pokemon in, in a lot of ways. But Monster Hunter, it fits so closely with a lot of the stuff that Pokemon does, it's just more adult in its its theming because you're technically killing the monsters. Yeah, but you're hunting them. Yeah, there, right. there's a lot of people who've done fan designs of monster of Pokemon in Monster Hunter art styles, and it's great. I bet that'd be cool. I would love to see Monster Hunter monsters in Pokemon style. Yeah. Oh, I bet you those exist. I bet you they exist. I could see a Rathi and a Rathalos. I want to see a Pokemon Odogoron very badly. <laughs> That'd be sweet. So for me, it is uh, kind of similar to a degree, except not really. But I would love to see a Digimon Pokemon crossover uh, because I love both of those IPs very, very much. Um, I mean, Pokemon obviously took the cake at the end of the day, but Digimon has a, a very special place in my heart. And I think there are some fun things that they could do between the two of them, like Digimon not being able to understand the Pokemon because all Digimon speak English, <laughs> stuff like that. I feel like it'd be pretty cool. Uh, agreed. It, there's there's something fun to play with Plus, in, in that. I'm just going to float this. A Charmander with an Agumon hat. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Uh, Mic drop. All righty then. All the best, shiny luck, Cress. Just to finish off the email, thank you very much for the great email and the fun questions. Thanks. And then we've got the second half of the email that we had gotten from Megaplay. The first half was uh, their response to the Poke Poll, and here's the rest. 
They continue. Two other things. When I first saw the Apex news, I thought they broke it and it was the end of Pogo. But if that's not going to happen, then what about Apex Shadow Mewtwo? And also in terms of Megas, Charizard and Mewtwo, which do you like more X or Y? Example, Y Mega Mewtwo over X Mega Mewtwo. Uh, My responses are Mewtwo Y and Charizard Y. Shiny vibes all. All right. So do you think that Apex Shadow Mewtwo is going to break the game when it comes out? I think it's not really that big a deal because Mewtwo is already as good as it is. I don't think the numbers would have to be good enough that Mewtwo was a better option as neutral damage than everything else in the game as super effective. If they tweak the numbers wrong and that happened, that's a slight problem. That said, go back two years. We were already there with Tyranitar before they changed the way super effective damage worked and our game existed just fine so like we're okay that's true also when we were exploring the idea of apex shadows and the specific numbers in the previous episode uh they they do go to great lengths to keep the numbers in pvp the same and that's really the competitive space is really the only place where they could you know quote unquote break the game so to speak because you know who cares if you're knocking out a raid quicker it's fine (laughs) it'll be fine But for the second one, so in terms of Megas, Charizard, and Mewtwo, which version of both of those do you like the most between X and Y, Kyle? For those of you, by the way, that are Pogo-only players, Mewtwo has an X and Y Mega, just like Charizard does. Uh, X Charizard, definitely. I think X for Mewtwo as well, even if Y is is like stronger, and I, I just, I like X's design better. It makes it feel more powerful. X is the one that looks like Frieza, right? Yes. Yeah. X is the one that looks like Frieza. Okay. So, I mean, yeah. X is the one that looks like Frieza, and Y is the one that becomes more alien, like with the longer uh, head thing. Yeah. It's like it's like a xenomorph almost. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Oh, I'm very surprised you chose Mewtwo X. To be honest with you, I'm actually going to go the opposite for both of those. I really <laughs> like Charizard Y. I used to like Charizard X a lot more because obviously the typing change and the coloration was really really cool. But having played with the Megas more in Go than I have pretty much in any other main series game, I didn't really use those gimmicks very much. I, I like Y, and I like its design quite a bit. It's really neat. And I really don't like Mewtwo X. I like Mewtwo Y. I think it makes more sense for a psychic type Pokemon to become less buff and more intimidating by, you know, literally floating, right? Like more alien gives more intimate, like a, a bigger intimidation factor, in my opinion. And X just kind of looks like a dude wearing a cosplay costume. But that's what Mewtwo looked like already. Yeah, except for that, like that big old like tum tum he's got going on. That's always tough to make for a cosplay. Yeah, but the, the X has the same thing, sort of. It's just like higher up. His, his, it's definitely like sleeker. Higher up. Definitely sleeker. Yeah, but not. It's not like he that. hiked up his 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 uh, leg skin like a pair of pants a little bit. Uh, Look at I, that. There's I, like I little know. ruffles on the side of his hips where he pulled it up. <laughs> <laughs> I. That said, I like Mega Charizard Y, but it's just kind of okay. Yeah. It does feel like what charizard should have been originally instead of like transforming it which is why i like x more to me it feels like it's what should have been like a a special form for the anime like ash greninja was like charizard comes back and helps save ash's life and it gets this like (laughs) you know other form as well 
because it does just look like a better Charizard, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm with you there. But thank you very, very much for the email, the Pokeball response and these questions here, Mega Blade and good choices, by the way. Good, good taste. Mewtwo Y and Charizard Y. Best sort of people, <laughs> let me just say. All right, dear listener, if you would like to send us an email like these fine folks did, you can by sending it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. We also accept voicemails at 262-586-7717. Just give it a ring, leave a voicemail. There is a three-minute limit, and it will just kind of like cut you off. So just a heads up. Brian, I got your voicemail. Send me another one. I, you said you wanted to redo it. Please go for it. Let's do it. Um, and we'll play it on the next episode. Thank you so much for sending one in the first place. I believe your name was Brian. That's what I could hear. Might be Ryan. Sorry if I got that wrong. <laughs> but you can also visit our website for all things GoCast Podcast at GoCastPodcast.com. And as I've mentioned the past two episodes of this similar point in time in the show, we do have information for the meetup in May at Mall of America there as well. So if you'd like to take a look at that in RSVP, we will be closing RSVPs about a month out from the event. So be sure to get in there and look at dates and stuff. You can follow us on Twitter at GoCastPodcast. You can help support us on Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash GoCastPodcast. And the Patreon, I've gotten a few questions about this the past few days. The Patreon is the only way that we uh, give access to the Discord for people. So if that's what you're looking for, the Patreon is the way to go. As little as $1 a month gets you access to that, which is our best perk. But... Shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons who go above and beyond in support for us. Thank you to Cyprian Bo, Daniel, Zach Walker, Andrew, Robert, Lori, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Tish, Ben, Marvin, and Mimi, Swartz, Thayer, Jason, Charles, Modders, and Devante. Thank you so much for your generous support and for helping us keep the digital lights on. But if money's not in the cards for you or you already are a patron and you're still looking for a way to help support, you can do so by leaving a review. It helps us out quite a bit on just about any podcasting platform. Just about. We got one new one since the last episode, and it's from uh, Anon, and it reads, Excellent podcast, a mix of informative and entertaining. Kyle and Chris are hilarious and genuine hosts with a great dynamic. PvP Corner is very useful for both newbies and experienced players. Very well done overall, and will continue to be a listener and patron. Thank you so very, very much uh, for sharing your delusions of how great we are with everybody so confidently. No, thank you very much for the kind words. It, it means a lot to us. Okay, Kyle, that's it. Yeah. This is where we would normally set goals, but we've already set goals. Let's just, let's just revisit them and maybe you can change any if you'd like to. We'll see. You had two for Johto tour this weekend. It's 20 shinies and 2 million experience. Is there anything else you'd like to add to that list? now? we know there's a bunch of collection challenges already. You know, there's there's going to be a research of some kind, right? Not just the masterwork. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to say make sure to complete that research, although it's it's really a given. I'm just going to add that in there because they have a nice three. Okay. and for myself, I did 20 shinies, all collection challenges, two shiny fampy in particular, 30 eggs, 500,000 stardust and two million experience. I will also add these special research to my list. All right. And that's pretty much it for us. So just a heads up on recent content. Besides this episode, uh, we, like I said before, have an interview with Speediest Chief 2. That's on the feed for you. Uh, By this point in time, you should also be seeing the Arceus spoiler and spoiler free casts. We put those up separately so you can pick and choose what you listen to instead of accidentally hearing some spoilers later on because you let it run too long or something like that. But if you don't hear from us again prior, 
Good luck. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.